I've been talking about the way forward for this country. And the la- the first thing I have to mention is that we must first of all submit ourselves to God before we can resist the devil and frustrate his works in our land. All that we see in this country at the moment now are the works of the devil. The things we are fighting against, the things we are crying against are the works of the devil. But we cannot frustrate his works or end them if we will not yield ourselves to God. By yielding ourselves to God, we will be embracing his principles. And as we embrace God's principles of righteousness, of holiness, of uprightness, of truthfulness, wherever we have, we will stop being parts of the problems we are trying to solve. I say that each of us must begin to build. As the men of the days of Nehemiah did, each of them built the walls of Jerusalem where it was closest to him. We too must begin to build this nation where it is closest to us. Build from your home. Build from your office. Build from your school. This is where we must start from. Practice God's principles where you are. Practice truthfulness. Practice righteousness. Practice uprightness. Practice love where you are. These are the things that will build up this nation. But as long as we're not going to practice these things, we will just continue to be part of the problems we are trying to solve. And as long as we will not build where we are, we have no right, no moral right to demand that our leaders begin to build. Yes, we may possess the legal right to ask them to build, to demand that they act in certain ways, but that's not going to work. Because one major reason many of them do not know that they are not working is that we are not working. One major reason many of them do not know that they are not building this nation is that we have not been building the nation where we are. The moment we begin to build the nation where we are, in your home, in your neighborhood, in your school, in your office, in that organization that you're working with, the moment we begin to build with righteousness, with justice, with peace, with love, leaders, leaders in this nation, they will begin to see that they have not been working. Those that have been sleeping among them, they will know that they have been sleeping, that they have been slothful. So let's not be a part of the problem of the nation and begin to build. Another thing we need to do to move forward is to submit ourselves to the governing authorities in the land. Now that's, that's maybe something people do not want to hear. But as I said before, anarchy, lawlessness is never the way forward. The worst of governments is still better than no government at all. Now, by the way, the Bible makes it very, very clear to us that there is no government that exists on its own. Every authority that we have, every governing authority has been established by God. Let me read to you what Paul says about this in Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. From verse 1, it says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against authority, against the authority, is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers owe no terror to those, for those who do wrong, but for those who do, for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from the fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good, 
But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible judgment, punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants, who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you hold them. If you hold taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. What is Paul showing us here? He is showing us that we must respect and honor governing authorities. We must respect every established authority in the land. See, many of us in the country have been lawless. That is the fact. Now, we may not agree to this because you know, most of our institutions are weak. And when an institution is weak, no, it will not judge lawlessness as it is meant to judge it. When an institution is weak, it will not punish unrighteousness as it is meant to punish it. And so many of us, you no, know, because we do not face the consequences of our lawlessness, think or assume that we are not lawless. But every day we break all kinds of laws on the land and we go free because the institutions are weak. See, but God is telling us here that we need to respect and honor every established authority because there is no authority that is that He has not established. Yes, people may steal, people may manipulate things, people may kill in order to be in certain positions of power, but they are only there because God has permitted them to be to be there. If God doesn't permit a man to be in a position of of authority, there is nothing that He does that will work. All his efforts, we amount to nothing. Whatever goodwill of the people that he enjoys, we amount to nothing. We have seen people that are loved by people, yet when they contested for elections, they did not make it. Why? God did not put them there. So if God doesn't put a man in the office, in an office, he cannot be there. And so God has made somebody a leader. You need to respect the person. You need to honor the person. Otherwise, you will be opposing God. You will be hacking against what God has instituted. And that is never going to be for your good. Now, in fact, Paul here says that everyone who opposes what God has established will come under God's judgment. God himself will judge you. Yes, that office may be weak. That authority may be weak to judge you. But God will not hold you guiltless. And that's why, you know, we face the consequences of our lawlessness in the land. I mean, we can see it. Yes, people may not judge us for our lawlessness, but we are facing the consequences of our lawlessness in the land. Think of the number of lives that have been lost in this country because of our lawlessness. Those who have been lost through accidents, moral accidents, because of our lawlessness. Okay, so every day we actually face the consequences of our lawlessness from God, not from people. But see, we need to move away from that. If we want this country to grow, if we want this country to be what it is meant to be, then we must reject anarchy. We must denounce anarchy. We must condemn anarchy. Condemn it in your home. Condemn it in your office. Condemn it in your office. No, in your, in your school. Condemn anarchy in your neighborhood, wherever you are. Condemn lawlessness. Do not praise those who are lawless. Do not strengthen those who are lawless. And do not make those who abide by the rules and regulations of where you are Look stupid today. No, we we talk down to those who are law abiding. We make them feel that they do not have a place in our society. We make them feel that they are silly and they are stupid for being law abiding. I mean, we just do this. Yes, we want the country to move forward. How is the country going to move forward when we are so lawless? How is the country going to get better 
when we are so lawless, when our children are lawless in school, and we praise them for their lawlessness. I mean, our students attack their teachers, beat them up, and we don't do anything about these things. We see thugs in the streets arising hood people. We don't do anything about these things. Sometimes we praise them. I don't do we move forward when we are like this. There is no way we can move forward as long as we are like this. There is no way we can move forward as long as we do not have respect for governing authorities. So we need to change our position about the established authorities in that land. Yes, our leaders may be misbehaving, but we must not use their misbehavior as an excuse for our misbehavior. If a leader is misbehaving, he's, a, he's God's servant God. God knows how to deal with him. Something that I'm still going to talk about. God knows how to deal with leaders that are misbehaving. God knows how to deal with leaders that are abusing their authority or abusing their offices. But we need to you know, do what is right. All right, we need you know, to respect our authorities. We need to you know, strengthen our weak offices. We need to strengthen our weak agencies. And how do we strengthen them? It is by praising and commending those who are law-abiding. That's the way to strengthen our institutions. When somebody does what is right, we'll praise him. When somebody will not take bribes, we'll praise him. When somebody judges wickedness where he is, we're praising. It's not that we're going to be sending his family members to beg him. It's not that we're going to be doing all kinds of ridiculous things, no, to prevent judgment from prevailing in the land. I mean, a lot of times we, we, we in the justice. We, we use people's family members and friends, no, to make them look away from justice. And this is not helping our nation. No, this is one of the things that has brought us to where we are now. So I want you to consider this. If we want to move forward in this country, we need to begin to give respect to our authorities. We need to begin to, you know, our governing authorities, we need to begin to give respect to our government. We need to begin to respect authorities wherever we are. I will come to you again to share my thoughts with you on the way forward. Now for this nation, God bless you. last few days there have been all kinds of agitations and protests against injustice in the country, oppression, bloodshed, kidnapping, inappropriate you know, use of public funds and so forth. And rightly so, under a democracy like this, you know, we have the right you know, to speak against any form of injustice, to speak against any form of oppression, to speak against anything that is contrary to what we stand for as a nation. However, other things have also accompanied these protests and agitations. And I'm talking about the looting, you no, know, the assassins, you no, know, the vandalizing of government properties, you no, know, the killing of you no know, people, you no, know, that are that are seen to be uh, upsetting. Uh, the progress of the nation and so forth. Now these things are wrong. And if you're a child of God or anyone that truly wants the best for this nation, you should not be a part of these things. It is wrong no, for us to become a part of the problem that we are trying to solve. We have a problem at hand. We can see that our nation is not working. Our nation is not moving forward as it is meant to be moving forward. And that's the reason many people all across the nation are coming out to speak against 
know, the evil in the nation, to speak against the oppression, to speak against the violence and the injustice that we see in the country. But then why should we become a part of the problem we are trying to solve? If we are condemning people you know, for dealing with us ruthlessly and unjustly, should we then begin to deal with ourselves ruthlessly and unjustly too? If we are condemning you know, our leaders you know, for misappropriating our, our funds, should we also begin to destroy you no know, facilities, buildings you know, that have been erected with our money or that other people have labored you no know, you know, to, to to erect? These things are wrong. No, if we are condemning violence in the land, if we are condemning, no, the use of brutality among our force men to enforce law, then we should not resort to the same means. We should not be using the same means, no, in, no, in fighting our battles or, you know, in, in, in rooting out the evil in our country. If you're doing that, we are making ourselves a part of the problem we are trying to solve. So I, I, I appeal to you, no, children of God out there, I appeal to you, no, women in Nigerians, let us desist from these evil hacks. Let's stop trying, let's stop making ourselves a part of the problem of the nation that we are trying to solve. Let's talk to ourselves, let's talk to our brothers, to our sisters, to our children. Let's talk to them, you know, no, to stop the violence, to stop the looting. No, to stop making themselves a part of the problem that we are trying to solve. It will not take us anywhere. It will only make something that's already bad worse. No, that's exactly what is going to happen. We are making a bad situation worse. And that's not going to, that's not going to help us. But then it's important that I also, you know, say this to you, you know, from the words of Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter Eight. Let me quickly read to you what Solomon says here. From verse 11, Solomon says, When the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, people's hearts are filled with schemes to do wrong. No, we cannot run away from the fact that that's exactly what is happening in the country at the moment. Solomon says, when the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, people's eyes are filled with schemes to do wrong. What does this mean? Two things, actually. The first is that you know, when you are in a situation to judge evil, and you will not judge it, when people are doing wrong things, and they will not be dealt with, they will not be proud of book, they will be strengthened to do more of evil. That's exactly what's going to happen. When we have robbers, thieves, rogues, thugs, cardies around us, and those that are in a, that are in a position to deal with them, you know, to bring them to justice, will not bring them to justice. These people will be filled with the desire to do more horrible things. They will be strengthened to do more evil. And that's what we have seen in the nation. Now, because for decades we have allowed evil to grow. We have allowed evil to take root in our society. No, it is now, it is now spreading fast. It has become so strong, so strong that it is now difficult for us to uproot it. All the thugs that we have left, no, all the, all the robbers, all the prostitutes, all the wicked people that we have refused to judge, they are now the ones working against us and destroying us and destroying the, you know, our, our years of labor. We can run away from that fact. Then it also means that when we refuse to deal with evil and we're in a position to do so 
at some point, those who have been oppressed, you know, may just rise up and deal with it themselves. You now, when we refuse to use the instrument of the law, you know, to deal with, you know, the, the evil people in our land, to deal with those, you know, the robbers, the, the thugs, you know, the cardies, the kidnappers, the terrorists, those we, those that we know, uh, potential, they have a potential to ruin our society. Um, we refuse to use the instrument of the law to deal with them, to bring them to book. At some point, those that they are oppressing rise up and fight for themselves. And at that time, they also will not use the instrument of the law. Instead, they will use whatever weapon they can lay their hands on, you know, to deal with it. And so it's important that you're in a leadership position at the moment, you no know, wake up. No, the authority you have been given has not been given to you for you to just, you know, travel with or play with. It has been given to you for a purpose. Use it. Do not be a toothless dog. You have the authority to deal with injustice and use it to deal with injustice. If your authority, you know, is to root out evil where you are, then use it to root out evil. Do not allow evil to fest the way you are. Do not allow the wrong people to gain strength in doing evil when you have the authority to deal with them. This is so important. And every leader listening to me needs to, needs to take this very, very seriously. All the talks that our leaders are not allowed to gain strength, they are the ones struggling the nation now. And they are also the ones fighting them you know, and destroying their years of labor. This is sad. This is so sad. In any case, this is what Solomon says in closing. Although a wicked person who commits a hundred crimes may live a long time. I know that it will go better with those who fear God, who are reverent before him. Yet, because the wicked do not fear God, it will not go well with them, and their days will not lengthen like a shadow. Those are the words of the wise man. And I want you to think carefully about them. Maybe I should read them to you again. Although a wicked person who commits a hundred crimes may live a long time, I know that it will go better with those who fear God who are reverent before him. Yet, because the wicked do not fear God, it will not go well with them, and their days will not lengthen, lengthen like a shadow. So if you fear God and you are reverent before him, I want you to know that in the midst of all this, it will go well with you. But if you are given the wickedness, it doesn't matter how many crimes you have committed and you have not been charged for, God is going to deal with you. Now, it's not too late for you to repent because God loves you and he doesn't want you to perish. So repent now when there is still time to do so. Otherwise, these walls of King Solomon may just an animal from now be fulfilled in your case. It is well with you. In recent times, Many of the citizens of this country have shown that they are tired of bad governance. They have shown that they are tired of the current situation of things. For years, we have endured bad governance. We have endured insecurity. We have endured underdevelopment. We have endured oppression. We have endured all kinds of terrible things. But in recent times, Everybody is coming together and we are all crying out that enough is enough. Away with bad governance, away with oppression, away with misappropriation of public funds. And it is right for us to cry out like this. But then 
it is not enough for us to identify what our problems are. We also need to know the solutions to them. It is not enough for us to place our fingers on the things that are wrong in our land. It is equally important that we begin to point out the solutions to these problems and to begin to implement them. So, we have to start asking ourselves, what is the way forward? How do we move forward from where we are to where we are supposed to be? Or how do we move from where we are to that place where we have always dreamt of? We need to begin to talk about this. It is unfortunate, however, that even though many of us have been crying out that it will be bad governance and this and that, we really are not discussing the solutions to these problems. Because we are not discussing the way forward. We are not talking about the way forward. No, the ignorant ones, the unruly ones among us, have resorted to anarchy. And that is lawlessness. And we have seen what anarchy can do. I mean, in the last few few days, in the last few weeks, we have seen what anarchy, lawlessness is able to do. We have seen lives wasted. We have seen properties no, wasted, destroyed. We have witnessed arson. We have seen looting. We have seen burglary. We have seen all kinds of terrible things. So much has been lost by the nation as a whole because of this lawlessness that we not witness. And this illustrates for us or confirms for us what the Bible says. Let me quickly show you what the Word of God says in Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. It says, Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint, but blessed is the one who is wisdom's instructions. Look at that. It says, Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. What does this mean? It means where there is no vision to guide people. Where there are no laws to guide people to determine their conduct or to show them how they are to conduct themselves and in fact to punish them when they miss it, people cast off restraint. That means people, they, they just go wide. They go wide. They start acting as they like. They start doing as they like. And that's what we've seen in many places in the country. People are going wide. Nigerians are going wide in many places. And it is because there is no revelation. They have not been shown what to do. Yes, they have been brought out to cry out against oppression, to cry out against violence, brutality from the police and other security agencies, or to cry out against misappropriation of funds and so forth. But they have not been told what to do. They do not know what to do. And that's why they are running wide everywhere. But these must stop. Lawlessness is never going to solve our problems. Anarchy will never solve our problems. It has never solved the problem of any nation. So we must not resort to lawlessness. I know there are people you know, who have embraced lawlessness, who have even been praising those who have been acting in a lawless manner. Such individuals are ignorant. I mean, see, 
No, look, look at it yourself. Look at how much has been destroyed. Look at how much has been ruined. And the last few days because of the lawlessness of those Adam is creants in the society. It is never going to help us. You can read the Bible, the book of Judges, you read from chapter 17 through the last chapter. No, we are given detailed accounts there of no the situation of things and the among the Israelites when there was no king among them. Bible says in those days there was no king in Israel. And everyone did what it didn't fit. Everyone did what he thought was right. That means no, those people didn't just go hard to no, start doing wrong things. They were doing wrong things because they fed those no the right things for them to do. Now many who have been involved in looting and housing and all kinds of terrible things that have been going on in the country are involved in these things because they do not know better. They think they are doing the right things, but they are not doing the right things. And they need to be taught. They need to be shown that they are not doing the right thing and also taught the right things to do. I tell you, the worst of government is better than no government at all. That's a fact. It is bitter, but it is the reality. The worst of government is better than no government at all. Without leadership, without a government, we're going to ruin ourselves. I mean, it's only a matter of time before we destroy ourselves. I mean, it doesn't take long. In few days, we lost so much in the country. And if the situation is not arrested, we're going to ruin ourselves. We're going to destroy ourselves. When we are done with the, with the leaders that we think have been hurting us, when we are done hurting them, we'll turn against ourselves and start hurting ourselves. That's why some have been going to private properties to, to steal from them and to, to burn things down and to do all kinds of lousy things. This is wrong and we must condemn it. Now you read about the days of Noah in Genesis chapter 6. Why did God seek to destroy the people of that day? It was because of lawlessness. There was really no recognized system of government at that time. So everybody was doing what we thought to be right in his eyes. And the result was that they were destroying themselves. Human beings were destroying themselves. God looked at them and he felt sorry. And he made a move to destroy all of them. Save the family of Noah. So we need to reject anarchy. We need to reject lawlessness. And then what are we to do? The first is that we need to submit to God. We need to submit to his authority. If we want to move forward, we need to submit to God's authority. We cannot run away from this. No, James tells us in his epistle, the fourth chapter, the seventh verse, submit to God and then resist the devil and he will flee from you. If we want to resist the devil, we must begin by submitting ourselves to God. That's the way to start. And see, it's important that we know that the way, the horrible things we see in the land, the wicked things we see in the land, no, are all no, motivated and inspired by the devil is the one behind all these things. Yes, it's easier for us to recognize no, no people enemies. I mean, it's easier for us to see human beings that are acting against us, no, and to no label them as our enemies. But behind these human beings are forces of darkness that are powerful, forces of darkness that are wicked and that are moving people to do all kinds of nasty things, nasty things.
And that's why in the book of Ephesians, now the sixth chapter, Paul says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the, you know, the wicked forces of darkness in the high places, in the heavenly realms. These are the forces, you know, that are moving people to steal, moving them to get involved in arson, in burglary, in oppressing others, in misappropriating funds. These wicked forces are the ones that take hold of leaders and people and, and and drive them crazy, and drive them to do lousy things and terrible things. And it's these forces that we need to deal with first. Until we deal with these forces, you know, the human beings that we are dealing with are on the symptoms. It's just like we are treating the symptoms of the sickness and not treating the sickness itself. We need to deal with the sickness itself. Alright, we need to cut it at its roots so that it will start bringing forth fruit of bitterness for us in the land. And that's what I'm saying, that first we need to submit ourselves to God. That's the only way we can successfully resist the devil. When we submit ourselves to God, we are going to embrace God's principles. Because you know, in the vision of this Paul tells us to put on the whole armor of God so that we may be able, we may be able to frustrate the schemes of the devil. It's only as we put on God's armor, that means it's only as we take on God's principles of living and begin to apply them that we are able to frustrate the activities of the devil in our land. So we need to yield ourselves to God. You need to yield yourself to God. I need to yield myself to God and embrace his principles and begin to practice them. And God's principles are not far-fetched. No, his principles are no. Righteousness, holiness, uprightness, truthfulness, love, patience, humility, and everything that agrees with the fear of God. These are the principles that we need to begin to apply in our lives and our situations. And we need to begin to do this where we have. As we begin to do this, no, the works, the, the, the works of the devil will be destroyed in our land. As we begin to do this, we will stop being a part of the problems we are trying to solve. Many of us are already a part of the problems we are trying to solve. And these will never work. As long as we remain part of the problems we are trying to solve, we cannot save the nation. We will only be deceiving ourselves if we think that we are going to be, we are going to be able to save the nation. So, stop being a part of the problem of the land. Give yourself to God. Begin to apply His principles. And you need to read in the book of Nehemiah. And you see the strategies that these people take in rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. All of them started rebuilding the walls where they were closest to them. All of them started being parts of the problems they were trying to solve. Everybody was building. Are you still building? Am I building? Or are we making walls on already a bad situation? I will come to you again to share more thoughts with you on the way forward. God bless you.